Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you, those of you that work so hard for your money. And you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom of cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now. So you can live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, it's not just about getting rich. It's about living a rich life. Because as you are blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. Thank you for tuning into our show today. Thank you for binging sharing, talking with others, creating powerful conversations with what you guys are doing today, because honestly, we cannot create this ripple effect without your help. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast here, especially with YouTube on the Money Ripples page. And if you haven't done so already, if you want to know how much passive income you can create today, go to moneyripples.com, take our passive income calculator and see what's possible for you in the next 12 months. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. Okay, guys, so I brought on somebody that I know is going to be a treat for many of you because if you've ever been wondering, you've got this IRA, right? And you're wondering how you could do something different than just what's available on Wall Street. You don't want to just do mutual funds. You want to do something more on Main Street, for example, or maybe you want to do something even in the crypto space or whatever it might be. If you want to have more control of your money, especially if it's trapped in some kind of IRA, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today with John Bowens. Now, John, just so you know, is with Equity Trust. Now, if you guys know who Equity Trust is, they are like the 900-pound gorilla of the self-directed industry. If you're ever looking to move your money over like old 401ks and IRAs, these guys really are the biggest player in this industry and be able to help people have a self-directed IRA so you can use to control your investing and put it almost wherever you... So now a little bit about John. Now he's like the director of education, investor success. I mean, he's taught over 60,000 investors. He's done hundreds of workshops and seminars and things of the like. Just really excited to have him on here today because he is the self-directed IRA expert. So John, welcome to our show. Hey, Chris. Thanks so much for having me today. Really excited to share some material and content with respect to, just like you said, being able to invest in, we call it alternative investments, investments mm -hmm. in real estate, private equity, venture capital, gold and silver, could potentially be cryptocurrency. I'm a real estate investor myself. That was my upbringing. I was brought into self-directed IRAs about 15 years ago. And my background, I'll say academically, Chris, very much like you. So I was brought up 60-40 model, right? 60% mm -hmm. public equities, 40% fixed income, put your money away into a retirement plan or outside of a retirement plan, put it into these types of investments and just set it and forget it. 
And something didn't make sense to me because I had been involved in real estate and I saw the opportunities that existed in real estate. And I thought to myself, well, wait a second, is that 60-40 model really accurate? And when I say that, I'm not necessarily saying that for viewers because all the viewers out there are coming from different places from an investment perspective. And certainly I'm not an investment advisor here to provide any tax, legal, or financial advice. But personally, I'll say that model didn't make sense for me. And so I started to look at how can I use my retirement plans, my IRAs, 401ks, and other retirement plans to invest in real estate. So stumbling across Equity Trust Company 15 years ago, my mind was expanded because I had been conditioned all along So only using my IRAs and 401ks or that Americans only had access to public market investments with their retirement plans. And so the ability to be able to invest in real estate partnerships, multifamily real estate, various commercial real estate opportunities, single family residential rental properties, private money loans secured by real estate. It really expanded my mind to the capabilities and the opportunities. And of course, the ability to be able to use these self-directed retirement vehicles, IRAs, 401ks, Roth IRAs, SEP IRAs, in a tax-advantaged capacity. Chris, you'll hear me talk about this as compounding interest in the absence of taxation. So a lot of people ask me, what do you do? How do you help people? We help show people how they could potentially get to their retirement goals and their financial goals in a shorter period of time. And how they do that And it doesn't work for everyone, right? You have to put work into this, of course. I want to be very clear with that. But if you follow the process and you have a good investment execution plan, you're leveraging compounding interest in the absence of taxation, eliminating that variable, your compounding effects become magnified, which means you could potentially get to your retirement goals and your financial goals in a shorter period of time. So that's really my philosophy here at Equity Trust as a thought leader is helping investors get to their retirement goals and their financial goals in a shorter period of time through these self-directed alternative asset investment strategies. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I love is that we have this great partnership that way because when we're working with clients one-on-one, we're helping with the strategy and everything. But of course, we're not going to set up these self-directed IRAs. We're not going to try to deal with all really that kind of minutia, right? Or really that kind of process. That's something that's very specific to what you guys do. And then be able to find and operate and figure out where to put that money is key. And you're right. I mean, you can make way more money, <laughs> way more money than you could just gambling in the markets. I remember even when I first heard of a self-directed IRA it was actually back in my stock trading days. When I used to do that, I remember people telling me, yeah, you can trade with your IRA. And I said, no way. Really? I don't have to buy a mutual fund? That's incredible. And obviously there's a lot of things. So give people kind of an idea. I mean, we talk about real estate a lot on this show. When we talk about alternative investments like real estate, even things with oil and gas and land or mineral rights or things that way. We've even got things we talk about with franchises and those kind of things too. Help tell our listeners here, like what are some of the strategies we can do, or maybe even better, because you can do almost anything, it sounds like. What can you not do with these self-directed IRAs? I'm really glad you asked the question that way, Chris, because what you'll find is that the law, going back to 1974, when the law was created, The law tells us what we can't invest in, not what we can invest in. In other words, it's exclusive rather than being inclusive. So we can't invest in assets like collectibles. So rare artwork, really just artwork in general. I make the joke, Beanie Babies can't invest in collectibles 
with your IRA account. I can't, I can't buy of, those Don Russ baseball cards from 1990, right? That's correct. I get questions often about historical vehicles that could be considered a collectible. Oh. It's not permitted in the IRA. The best way to think of it is the IRA should be used for investing in assets that have intrinsic value. Mm. Now, our clients, they are interested in hard assets, hard investments. So yeah. real estate, that would be the number one private placement investments, private direct investments, where they're actually taking an equity ownership or a limited partnership ownership in an entity that is investing either in other companies or possibly property or other types of, if you will, hard assets. I am glad that you brought up the collectibles. I'm glad that we talked about that because it's important to understand that there are actually some coins that you can purchase with your self-directed IRA. So the law permits certain coins, for example, a gold or silver eagle. You could own physical gold or silver in your self-directed IRA. So that's the first thing for people to understand is that the law is exclusive rather than being inclusive. So in terms of real estate, private equity, venture capital, investments in even very unique assets like farms, or I've heard of tropical tree farms in the past. I've heard of investors using their IRAs to invest in oil and gas obviously land development. So there's all these different ways in which you can use your self-directed IRA to invest. And rather than investing in the traditional financial markets, you have the ability to self-direct your own retirement plan. Now, as far as self-directed, keep in mind, Chris, that that's just an industry term. So you said self-direct into a trading account. There are plenty of financial institutions out there that will allow you to self-direct an IRA into mutual funds, ETFs, individual stocks. What most of those financial institutions won't allow you to do is to self-direct your IRA or your Roth IRA or your SEP IRA, or maybe for small business entrepreneurs out there, you have a solo 401k. They're likely not going to allow you to self-direct into a property or a real estate partnership or an investment in an oil and gas working interest. Those investments are going to be off limits. And it's not because of the law. It's because those firms don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the technology. They don't have the personnel. They don't have the support systems to allow you to invest in those types of alternative assets. And so that's where you have to find a specialty custodian that has the tools, the pipes and plumbing, the personalized support to be able to facilitate those unique alternative investments in your self-directed IRA. To give you one example, and for all viewers to kind of wrap your head around the possibilities here, I'll give you an example personally. So back in 2020, I'm a real estate investor. We buy single family residential properties. We also do private money loans to investors. And that's what a lot of our clients do as well. And so I've learned a lot from our clients over the years. Back in 2020, I bought a property for $63,000. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, by the way. So I know that there's some folks here that are in different markets. You're probably thinking, how in the world did you find a property for $63,000? Keep in mind, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, all right? So we bought a property for $63,000 in March of 2020. And I used my self-directed traditional account and my self-directed Roth IRA. Now, for those that aren't familiar, it's tax-deferred versus tax-free. So I got a traditional IRA, which is tax-deferred money, Money goes in tax-deferred, it grows tax-deferred, I take it out, I pay some taxes. My Roth account, I put after-tax dollars in there, it grows tax-free, I take money out, I don't pay any taxes. So I try to do as much as possible with my Roth IRA because of compounding interest in the absence of taxation. So we bought this property for $63,000. It was at two units. 
We had $750 in rent coming in on both units. We bought the property knowing that there was about $15,000 in deferred maintenance. So the seller was a, call it, motivated landlord. They were someone that wasn't doing a good job keeping up with the deferred maintenance. They weren't doing a good job keeping up with the tenant management. So we stepped in, we stabilized the property. We had third parties that were doing the work for us in terms of the physical labor. That's important to understand with self-directed IRAs. And then about two and a half years later, we sold the property and we made a $35,000 profit. Now, the annualized cash on cash return on investment was 32%. And in May of 2022, we closed, we sold the property, we made a $35,000 profit. What's important for viewers to understand mechanically here, Chris, is that $35,000 in profit went back to our self-directed IRAs. That's my self-directed IRAs. When I say we, my wife and I, we do everything together. So I call my IRAs her IRAs, even though they're in my name. Okay, that's important to understand out there. So we bought this property, sold it, made $35,000 in profit. We had $35,000 in our self-directed IRAs. We had no Schedule E. We had no special tax return. We saved $5,000 in taxes on that one individual transaction because there's no long-term capital gains tax or recaptured depreciation on a rental property that we own in our self-directed retirement plans. So then what we did, Chris, is we took the money that we made on that transaction and we rolled it into a private money loan to a real estate investor. So this is a third party house flipper that I met in Cleveland, Ohio, has a track record. We did our due diligence. I made a $100,000 loan to this house flipper and we charged 13% per annum. Now, my rates are better than the hard money lenders. And I'm happy because I'm able to make a better rate of return than what I could make in the traditional market right now. We closed on that loan. The loan paid off this past week, in fact, Chris. It was about eight and a half months. The loan was originally written as a 12-month loan because remember, this was a house flip. So we loan our money out, we get our money back with interest, and then we move on to the next deal. And we made 8.667%. So we loaned out 100,000. We made about 8,600 in profit. That 8,600 in profit, we paid 0% tax on. And that's really important for people to understand. If you're a private money lender or you want to get involved in private money lending, interest income outside of an IRA. So if I were to have used my non-IRA money for that transaction, I would pay taxes on that $8,600. At my tax rate, state and federal, I'd be about 30%, 30 cents on every dollar. So I wouldn't get to keep $8,600 I would keep maybe only about $5,000. In this case, because I'm doing this in my self-directed IRAs, all of that profit goes back into my self-directed accounts and I pay 0% tax. So I have an extra $3,000 and some change of buying power, investing power to put into the next transaction. And so when I talk about compounding interest in the absence of taxation and how powerful this can be, that's a great starting example. Now, some people are like, wait a second, that's only $8,600. What about the transactions where I can take $5,000 and turn it into a half a million dollars? Yeah, there are transactions out there like that. But Chris, I want to be realistic. This is a Mm -hmm. marathon for me, not a sprint. Can I talk about real estate options where people have taken $2,000 and grown it to $20,000 on one transaction or a real estate joint venture where an investor put $24,000 into a deal, partnered with another investor and made over $66,000? generated in his Roth IRA a $42,000 profit tax-free? Of course, there are, call it more home run type transactions like that. 
But I like to talk about the singles and the doubles, the marathon to ultimately get us to a good financial situation. Yeah, I totally agree. That's I think that's important too, is that, yeah, you can do some big deals. And I know there's guys, I mean, we've got friends like Eddie Speed, right? Where I mean, he's doing note investing and stuff and he'll even set up Ross on his grandkids because they'll go and yep. turn less little amount of dollars to big dollars when they do all their note investing and whatnot. But you're right, like the base hits, especially for most of us, right? Those of us who want to be more passive investors where we might be buying into real estate, like it could be a property, it could be a syndication, it could be all kinds of things like that, but it's more passive. Naturally, we want those base hits to ensure that we not just make a return on our money, but we get a return of our money too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The return of the money in many cases, just as important as the return on the money. So absolutely. And from an IRA perspective, that the tax privileges of these self-directed retirement plans are obviously powerful. And I think it's important for people to understand that there are different types of accounts. So I mentioned the traditional and the Roth. One is Mm -hmm. tax deferred and one is tax free. One of the most common questions I get is, John, I have a 401k with a previous employer how do I self-direct this? Like, what are the basics of getting started? And it's pretty simple. Individual can act with a custodian. So they can do their due diligence. Of course, yes, I represent Equity Trust as a self-directed IRA custodian. We would love to have you come to us, but certainly we would encourage you out of respect to all the audience members to do your due diligence. So you'll find a custodian that makes sense for you. You'll open an account with that custodian. And then if it's a 401k, you'll roll over the money into the self-directed traditional IRA, because most 401ks are tax-deferred. So you go tax-deferred to tax-deferred traditional IRA. The most common question I get, Chris, is when I roll the money over, am I paying taxes or penalties? And the answer is absolutely not. You're just moving dollar per dollar from one account to another. There's no taxes or penalties. If there were taxes and penalties to self-direct your IRA, we would have never started this business right? People would not right. use a self-directed IRA because it wouldn't, wouldn't need be it. Ta- right. You wouldn't need it or it wouldn't be tax advantaged. So yeah. you roll the money over. Now for folks that already have an IRA, maybe they have an IRA at one of the traditional brokerage houses as a, or their local bank. All they need to do is open up a self-directed IRA and then transfer money from their existing IRA into the equity trust IRA. Traditional to traditional, Roth to Roth. If you have a SEP IRA, you could move that over. Maybe you have a simple IRA. Maybe you don't have a 401k because you work for the federal government and you have a thrift savings plan. That's okay. You leave your employer, you roll the money over into the right self-directed IRA. Again, no taxes or penalties. Now, it is important to know, and I'm sure a lot of the viewers are going to ask this question, is what if I'm still working for the company that sponsors the 401k or the 403b or the 457 of the TSP plan? Seldom while you are under the age of 59 and a half can you roll the money over into an IRA. They're not going to let you do it. Now, 59 and a half is the qualified retirement age, which is important. That's when you could actually start taking money out of your IRA or 401k without a 10% premature withdrawal penalty. And so often at 59 and a half, even while you're still working for the company, they'll allow you to roll the money over into an IRA. So for viewers out there, exactly, you got it. Yep. Coming from your background, Chris, I knew you would know that. A lot of people don't. So what viewers want to ask for is, in-service withdrawal. Ask if you can do an in-service withdrawal. If you don't know, just call your plan administrator, talk to your HR department. They can tell you who you need to call and then ask if you can do an in-service withdrawal. And don't be disappointed when you're under 59 and a half if they tell you that you can't. Most people, they're not going to be allowed to do this. 
The last thing that I should mention, Chris, is a lot of people are very interested in the Roth IRA because of the unique tax advantages. We put money in after tax, it grows tax-free, we take it out, we don't pay any taxes. But some people are misinformed that they either don't qualify for a Roth IRA or that maybe a Roth IRA doesn't make sense because you don't get deductions on the money going in. Well, you have to think about, are you going to pay more in taxes on the seed or more on the crop? And that's really going to depend on your circumstances and situation. I will say from a lot of the investors that I've worked with that are investing in real estate, they're making a return on investment that is significantly greater than the traditional financial markets. Now, let me be very clear and say that just by opening up a self-directed IRA and investing does not necessarily mean you are going to do better than the traditional financial markets. All right, need to be very clear on that disclaimer. But if you're an active investor or you're getting involved in investing and you believe through your acumen, your control, your efforts, that you can drive a better rate of return in real estate compared to the public markets, then we're having the right conversation and you're joining the right podcast today and you're talking to the right people. And through this, if you're making these significantly higher returns, you may be able to look and pencil it out and say, you know what? It makes a lot more sense for me to not get a deduction today because I would ultimately be paying more in taxes on the crop than I would on the smaller seed. So that's the philosophy or that's the theory behind this. And I would encourage folks to sit down and crunch the numbers and look at their situation to determine what makes the most sense for them. Now, if you're told that you don't qualify for a Roth IRA, there could be an opportunity for you. Now, this opportunity could close in the future. So if you're watching this podcast in the future, make sure you look at the most current rules. But there's something called a backdoor Roth contribution. This is where if you make too much money, the government tells you you can't contribute directly to a Roth IRA. So here's what you do. You contribute first to a traditional IRA, a tax-deferred IRA, and then you immediately convert over to a Roth IRA. Additionally, if you have tax-deferred money from a 401k, thrift savings plan, 403b, whatever type of account it is, you can actually convert that money over into the Roth IRA. Now, yes, you have to pay taxes, okay? So that amount's going to be added to your ordinary income. You're going to have to pay taxes on the money you convert over, but you pay your taxes so that going forward, you don't have to pay taxes. So Chris, hopefully that helps everyone understand the difference between those two types of accounts and how folks can look at a Roth IRA and how they can still be involved with a Roth IRA despite their income and situation. Lastly, there's also a SEP IRA for small business entrepreneurs. A solo 401k is another popular account type for self-employed individuals who don't have any employees. And then last but not least, Chris, a lot of people aren't familiar with the fact that they can actually self-direct a health savings account, an HSA plan. Mm -hmm. So if you have a high deductible healthcare plan, you have an HSA, you put money in, you get a deduction, it grows tax-free, you take it out, as long as you use it for healthcare-related expenses, you don't pay any taxes, you can self-direct that HSA. I've had clients do real estate options in their HSAs. I have a client that partners his HSA with his other IRAs to make private money loans to investors. On one loan, his HSA had 5% on a $400,000 private money loan. His HSA got 5% of the 11% yield, and that all accumulated in his HSA tax-free. Lastly, the Coverdell Education Savings Account for folks that are trying to save tax-free for their children or grandchildren. So I think that sort of rounds out all the different types of self-directed tax-advantaged investment accounts. 
And you can utilize all these accounts to invest in real estate, partnerships, private equity, venture capital, hedge fund type arrangements and investments. All of those types of investment opportunities would apply here. And then lastly, and I'll hand it back over to you, Chris, is think about what I call the orbit effect. So we have clients here at Equity Trust that they don't just utilize one self-directed account. They have multiple self-directed IRAs for themselves and their family members. I have one client alone. He has 10 IRAs and investment accounts for himself and his family members. He has a solo 401k. He has a Roth and traditional. He has accounts for his spouse. He has accounts for his adult children. And he partners all of these accounts together to make private money loans to real estate investors. On one individual loan, he made a loan to a mobile home park operator, and it was an equity participation loan. So not just interest, but actually a percentage of the profits. This is called an equity participation loan. Ultimately, for viewers out there, it's a note. It's a note secured by property. And he partnered all 10 of his family members' accounts. Each of them had their own individual ownership interest based on the proportionate capital contribution. And when interest and principal flowed back in, those interest and principal payments flowed back in proportionate to those initial contributions. So I'm getting a little bit deep here in terms of technical strategies around investing with these self-directed IRAs. But the point is that there's a lot of creative capability here in terms of being able to invest in real estate and other alternative assets. Man, you just made my job easy. Half of these questions I was going to ask you anyways. I do have one last question to ask you. Well, first, actually, before I ask that last question, because there's a key tax I want to ask about. But before I do, what's the best way if they want to contact Equity Trust to look at rolling their money over or just to see what services you guys offer that way? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is trustetc.com. So you can check us out at trustetc.com. Also, what I could do for you, if you'd be interested, Chris, is I can give you a link where folks can go and download a two video trainings that we have. One is called mm-hmm. diversifying the uh, diversifying into alternative assets with self-directed IRAs. So I can provide you the link so that folks can get access to that video module. And then that link will also give them access to the course that we have on private money lending with a self-directed IRA. So there'll be two modules in there. One will be broad here, are all the different types of alternative asset investment strategies, lots of case studies and information around how to utilize these different self-directed IRAs. And then secondarily, for those that want to really drill down into private money lending with a self-directed IRA and multiple IRAs, they'll have that video module in there as well. So I'll send you that link, Chris, after we conclude here. And if you wanted to post that for the group, that would be fine as well. You can also check us out on YouTube. Just search Equity Trust Company. We have all types of videos and content on there as well. If you want to be able to consume some additional info beyond this podcast. That's wonderful. Yeah, we'll definitely post that that link in the show notes for everybody there so they can get access to that. That's very generous. Thank you. All right, John. So last question, I want to ask about UBIT. So I want to make sure that people don't ever get caught surprised by a tax. So there are some situations where people can have a tax on them that they didn't expect. Where does that apply exactly? Yeah, great question, Chris. And this is there's a lot of common misconceptions out there on UBIT. So first, what is UBIT? Unrelated business income tax. UBIT for short. You're also going to hear some people say UDFI, unrelated debt financed income tax. All right. So let's break it down. There's two types of UBIT where your IRA would have to pay a special tax called unrelated business income tax. Or in other words, there's two instances where your IRA can generate or receive unrelated business taxable income, and therefore you incur 
UBIT tax, right? The first instance is if your IRA is running itself as though it's a business, an operating business, if you will. Example, let's say your IRA invests in an LLC and that LLC is taxed as a pass-through LLC, which most LLCs are. Can LLCs in some instances be taxed as a corporation? Yes, they can, but generally speaking, there's no taxes at the corporate level. The income passes through the LLC. So let's say that LLC is operating a coin-driven laundromat that without a doubt is an ongoing trader business and unrelated business income tax would be incurred by an IRA that is a partner in that LLC. If my IRA started buying cars and selling them, my IRA would incur unrelated business income tax. Now, where does my IRA not incur unrelated business income tax? Well, all the examples that I've mentioned so far, the example I mentioned where I bought a property, a rental property, rented it out for a couple of years, put in $15,000 in repairs, sold it. We had long-term gains. That's all tax exempt. My IRAs in that example, I didn't mention it before, but my IRAs in that example bought the property as a cash buyer. All right. So I didn't have any debt financing on the property. The example I used in private money lending, when I make a private money loan, interest income flows back to my self-directed IRA. I don't have to worry about unrelated business income tax because under Section 512 of the Internal Revenue Code, it clearly states that interest income is exempt from UBIT. So I don't have to worry about UBIT. So we can transact with our IRAs in ways that don't incur UBIT. Secondarily, the next unrelated business income tax component is if our IRA is engaged in a debt-financed real estate acquisition. So when I mentioned UDFI, unrelated debt-financed income tax, that's what we're talking about. UDFI is just UBIT in the context of a debt-financed piece of property that our IRA is either a partner in or our IRA owns outright. So for example, let's say I bought a property for $100,000 and I borrowed $50,000. And you have to borrow on what's called a non-recourse loan. You can't go and get a conventional mortgage. Why? Because under the provisions of 4975 of the tax code, you personally as an account holder are a disqualified person and you can't sign a personal guarantee. So you have to go to a specialty lender, number one. But let's say you do this. You buy a property for 100, you borrow 50,000, you're at 50% indebtedness is what that's referred to as. In other words, 50% of the property is leveraged. So what's going to happen is 50% of all of your net profit, meaning after all of your expenses at 50%, because that's the percent that's debt financed, and 50% of your depreciation. So you can actually depreciate in this case because you have a tax liability. So you take 50% of your net profit, and that's going to be subject to this unrelated business income tax, or in other words, unrelated debt financed income tax. You also have to be careful, Chris, because... If your IRA is a limited partner, so you hear of a lot of people investing in like a real estate syndication. Well, generally real estate syndications or real estate partnerships are formed as an LC and taxed as a pass-through LC. So your IRA becomes a limited partner. You do a subscription agreement, right? You get a PPM, you fill out a subscription agreement. Your IRA becomes a limited partner in that entity. The pass-through income If the property has leverage, which in most cases, if it's commercial real estate apartment buildings, it's going to, I have yet to see a apartment building syndication where there's not debt on the property. So in this case, the income is going to flow through and your IRA would still be subject to unrelated business income tax. Now, you might have enough bonus depreciation, just depreciation in general, 
Obviously, all of the expense write-offs pass through as well via the K-1. So you might not actually have any UBIT exposure, but you just have to understand that there could come a day that you would. Now, all that being said, Chris, let me make sure that everybody understands that UBIT is not bad. Everybody in the industry has looked at UBIT equals bad because we think our IRAs are tax-exempt accounts. So why in the world would I pay this tax? Well, sometimes in order to get the returns that we desire, we might have to pay a little bit of tax because we're involved in a debt leverage real estate transaction, right? There can be a lot of benefits to leveraging up and buying properties with debt financing, non-recourse debt financing with our IRA. And yes, we might pay this UBIT tax, but in the long run, what are those numbers going to look like? Now, I can't tell you whether it's a good deal or not. You have to pencil that out for yourself. But I did want to be very clear that UBIT is not always necessarily a bad thing. But if you want to avoid an extra tax return or paying a CPA to do an extra tax return for you, which by the way, it's called a 990T, then in that case, you might just be better off doing like a rental property where you don't have debt or some private money lending where you have interest income. So transactions that don't incur unrelated business income tax. Yeah, good points. And that's why often we'll just tell our clients, listen, if you're going to buy property, especially if you're going to use debt or get a mortgage on it, just buy it with cash, put the down payment in cash, use the IRA money for other things, right? You can do it with lending and other things where you don't normally have tax advantages anyways, right? Where you might be paying income tax regardless, then it's really, you're just going to defer that tax down the road anyways. I'm so Keeps glad you said that, Chris. And I am with you 100% on that philosophy. My philosophy as an investor and what I tell folks is there are transactions that are really good for your IRA and there are transactions that aren't good for your IRA. There are transactions that in some cases just make more sense for you to invest with your non-IRA money. It's not a one versus the other. It's not a contest. It's a rising tide, I always say, right? Every year we want to be doing investments outside of our IRAs to keep our money working for us and growing. And then we want to be doing investments inside of our IRA to keep our money working for us. And for our clients that are investing in this alternative asset space, their goal is to preserve their capital and avoid catastrophe that could occur in the traditional financial markets like we've seen in 2022, right? Now, like I said before, I always add the disclaimer that the self-directed IRA in of itself doesn't mean your portfolio goes like this, right? There's no guarantee, right? You have to work at this. And that's why I always inform people that you got to take control. And I understand, Chris, that your group is very much about taking financial control. You have to take control and examine and look for opportunities and investments and network, go to conferences and seminars. That's how we as investors find these types of opportunities for our self-directed retirement plans, as well as outside of our self-directed retirement plans. Great points. Absolutely. Well, John, thank you so much for today. This has been really valuable, very good education. I know that someone will probably be listening to this a couple times over. <laughs> it's probably not a one-time listen unless they've already been introduced to you guys previously. But I really appreciate your generosity in sharing with us today. Absolutely, Chris. Really appreciate it as well. Always happy to come back if needed and answer more questions for your audience. As you can tell, I'm really passionate about this topic. We're very passionate about it at Equity Trust Company. And like we tell everyone, take a look at it, determine if it's right for you or not. Some people, it's just not right for them or they don't have a lot of passion behind it. And that's okay. But I'd encourage folks, take a look at it, see if it's something that would work for them. And we're, of course, here to help you, Chris, and all of your audience members. Well, thank you so much. Everybody else, definitely check the show notes for the links, be able to visit Equity Trust website, as well as get the free education that John so generously offered. So guys, go be and check that out today, especially if you're looking to figure out what to do with your IRA or old 401k money, 
This could be a great option for you, a great way to be able to have a custodian to hold that money and then allow you to take personal control. Now, let's say this, you can never have true freedom without responsibility, right? Ultimately, it's responsibility that you have over your own life and taking that control is what allows you to have freedom. When you turn your control over to somebody else, you'll lose the, that freedom. If you want to get out of prison, get your money unlocked out of prison, start doing something better. Definitely check that out in the show notes there. Guys, make a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.